Hey, and welcome to the first episode of the Black Coffee Comics Podcast. Wow, it's a it's a thing that we're doing now. Yeah, indeed it is. You know, you have to you have to metaphorically sip coffee as we indulge in the literature and the blonde roast. So, do you even have coffee in your cup at this point? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have coffee in your cup. Hold on. I'll grab coffee. Are we actually grabbing coffee? I will actually grab coffee. It is very much deserved. The authenticity is what's necessary. They need to know that we're actually drinking coffee. Because this is, in fact, the Black Coffee Comics Podcast. And I'm taking it black. Do you want sugar? Hell no. Okay. We're taking it black. Okay. That's what she said. Never mind. I'm sorry. So sorry. So sorry. So sorry, I'm I'm uncultured. Getting demonetized in three, two, two one. <laughs> oh goodness! Okay. I appreciate it. Perfect. I got my coffee. You got yours. Hell yeah. Cool. And again, welcome to the Black Coffee Comics Podcast. With me, your one of your lovely hosts, Black and Culture, and your other lovely host. Space Lloyd 8. You usually you leave the 8 on your name? Oh, yeah. I mean, that way it's just easy to be like, oh, if I'm looking for Space Lloyd 8, what do I type in? Where are the other seven Space Lloyds? You know, there can only be one. So, did you, like, Invincible... Oh, let me not give spoilers for anybody. Actually, no. Spoilers ahead if you haven't read anything. But, like, you're gonna do, like, the other... And you're gonna do the uh, the Invincible... Gosh, what? <laughs> I feel like they, that meme... Well, you mean, um, I mean, what it is, like, um... I mean, <laughs> I mean yes. Like, really? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you know what? Like, oh my gosh, y'all. I read Invincible. Invincible. In Invincible... Mark has different versions of himself in different timelines. They all come to the same timeline, and then one of himself has to kill off all the Invincibles. So did you, Invincible, the other seven versions of you? Yeah. That was really casual of you. Yeah. Shit was painful. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm glad that that happened. Cool. I'm just gonna ignore your uh, murder confession. And today... <laughs> I mean, if I don't leave any bodies, then there's no testimony to be had. I'm pressed. Anywho, this podcast is for us, me and Lloyd, to chit-chat and discuss comics, manga, webtoons, and other things that fall into like the sequential art category. Yeah, totally. That sounds right. That sounds right. right? Yeah, that about sums it That's up. That sums it up. Just a just a nice, comfortable place like during the regular time, whether it's the morning or the afternoon, whenever you tune in, to get a glimpse of maybe some comics or not even comics, some graphic novels even that you can tune into on a day where you just want to relax. Things you might not know about, especially for black creators or independent comics or series that go away from the mainstream. Everybody knows about Marvel and DC, but where do you get that real gritty writing where like the writers and the artists and illustrators don't have a big name to fall back on? And when we find it and if it gets our stamp of approval, you'll hear about it. You might add to your library something interesting for once. Absolutely. So without further do we're gonna go ahead and get the conversation started um today we've got three comics on our docket 
we've got Crescent City Monsters by Dream Fury Comics. We've got uh, Laura Olympus by Rachel, what's her last name? Rachel, Rachel Smythe. And then we're also doing Ice Cream Man, who was written by W. Maxwell Prince. So let's get into it. What do you think about just general overview? What do you guys, what do you, you guys, like there's more than two of us. I mean, I got several personalities. Right. You want the smart one right now? I I don't want any version. I'll go to the, I'll go to the smart one. Well, actually, (laughs) as a matter of fact, that that work for you? Now that I am completely and thoroughly disgusted, um, can you please give me an overview of what you feel about these comics? You're so mean. A little bit, a little bit. I didn't even get to indulge in the passions, goddamn. All right, but uh, as you said, <laughs> tell me about the. <laughs> you know when we play this back, we're about we're gonna be seven minutes in. <laughs> We're not. We haven't even talked about most of the comics. Not a single comic. Not a singular comic has come up yet. No. Okay. Well, which one did you ask me about? Child, did you not hear the? Okay. Again, Dream Fury comics. Crescent City Monsters. Ah, Crescent City Monsters. Ice Cream Man by W. Maxwell Prince. Okay. So we'll start off with any one of them. You know what? I want to start with Crescent City Monsters since mm. you mentioned them first. And that's the one that you introduced to me. I did. So I already was a little bit apprehensive. I'm like, Ugh, I gotta I gotta double check, you know. But but you didn't you didn't miss with this recommendation. Oh, um no. I like the fact that it's in it's one it's the first one I've had that's in black and white. Like in its original regular print just being black and oh, white. No. Compared to like the seventies or eighties. Uh, I, I started off my first time reading comics were like the, the Marvel old school 60s or 70s ones. Oh yeah, where, Golden Age comics? Yeah, so nice. Yeah. So to go from that to like nowadays a new comic being black and white, you think that uh, just as a as in the back of your mind something you don't put in the forefront that it has to have color it has mm-hmm. to match and if it's you know if it's modern day it's got to have modern coloring so for right. it to take all of that away to put you in the proper setting and where it doesn't take anything away and it doesn't you don't have any distractions from the story itself and it still gets well illustrated and inked uh, it's satisfying. Oh yeah, Crescent City, City Monsters, Monsters is, is, is a it's, satisfying it's comic. So good, y'all! Like Crescent City Monsters is great, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, this sounds totally wasn't a cut before this. Um, so yeah, last thing I said was you can hear it's got great car stock, uh, very dynamic visuals, beautiful stuff. Let's go ahead and get into the story itself. So. Here's the as close as I can get to the story without getting crazy. So there's this guy Jonah, and he is a is a magician. I guess is the best way to like sorcerer magician. I, I think sorcerer is probably closer to it. Sorcerer. Okay, so he's a sorcerer, and um, he's well, setting is Louisiana, and I think I'm trying to think what what it's 1963 when the story starts off. And one thing I can tell you when the story starts off is that, just goodness, I'm sorry, the conversation between him and his mom was so good. Um, so, Jonah's in the house, baby brother's in the house, mama's in the house saying, hey, listen, 
you know, it's a little rocky out there tonight. Be careful. Don't be using your magic and stuff. Now, as the reader, when you first are listening to all this, you're like, don't use your magic. What's going on? We don't even know what's happening. And he's like, ah, don't worry, mom. It's cool. He's headed off to his first gig to go and do whatever first gig stuff does. He's a, uh, cause he's a magician. He's a musician, not a magician. A musician, but not a magician, but he'd be magical with the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. And, uh, so, you know, he's driving, he's, he's driving by vroom 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 doing this thing and then the police because it's 1963 super racist they're like hey yo pull over want to spoil that though because that was a really satisfying moment okay so skip past that so anywho he's a magician (laughs) he's a musician so he's vibing doing his thing makes it to his destination and plays his amazing gig i'm talking about best gig of his life he does best gig of his existence it was bewitching some would even say it was magical <laughs> ah, so, <laughs> so he meets up with his homegirl he absolutely adores they're just talking and kissing and loving on each other talking about how much they love each other and then boom bam bamble this man gets attacked by these little gremlin looking creatures and he's all like, I'm gonna protect my girl. But he it's not like in the superhero way where he doesn't protect her, not. Nah, like he he goes in. He's protect a homegirl. Hell yeah. And then, you know what? Like, if you watch Attack on Titan, you know, spoiler alert, but really this is like almost 10 years old, so like really get on it. Yeah. Um, you know that part when Attack on Titan when Aaron gets chomped and you're like, they couldn't possibly kill off the main character in the first episode. Just like that, they and first like that. that, they kill all the first character. Yeah, so that's what happens here. Um, and then the rest is going to be history because you could, you should really watch. You, not watch, you should really read Crescent City Monsters. Like, it is so good. Like, and I left out so much. I know that this, if you're like listening, you're like, wow, that was a crazy synopsis. It's a crazy story, man. So good. Um, one thing I've really liked about Crescent City Monsters, aside from like the characters being so amazing, is the way that they draw these characters. I'm sorry, I can't get over this art. Like these black people look like black people. They're not. They're they they look like your mom. They look like your brother. They look Man. like your baby cousin. Like these are actual black characters. Yeah, yeah. You can tell it. You can tell it really caters to like. It doesn't. It did what everybody hoped Yasuke would do. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. No, no, We can we can have a level as ground where it's like okay, you want to shed light on on black culture. You want to have a setting that has that's mythical fantastical but also is a butcher and just completely without it being like oh hell no or any other like the typical epithets that you expect from a black character in a successful series that's very true so it's it's completely devoid of that where you have a good ass story some good ass action and you have some stuff that you don't understand but it doesn't leave it all wild and open it yeah leaves, it does it leaves questions on the on, on a similar track and questions do get answered yeah the more you read and 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 it's a and it's a series crescent city monsters is a is a satisfying series to follow because they're not they have so many black people but it's not they have to go through all this trauma to develop. Like they already start off like, look, I can, 
I can handle myself. God I damn. got this. I, it's not a, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in the hood and I'm just trying to get out. And then a <laughs> bullet hits little Jimmy and I'm like, I got to get back to school. You know, the typical things that we expect to settle for mm-hmm. as this is the only way that black characters can develop. It's really fun to see a black person, whether they're a hero or they're, they, they bring on Armageddon or whatever the duck. Like, it's real. It is. It's, it's real. So it's solid. Good. It's 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 honestly, Dream Fury did more than go off with the story. They went to the top and they just blew it out the water. I Made respect to Louisiana culture. Yes, like no respect. I I this is not a spoiler, but maybe it is. But I love the fact that you can tell they did research about like actual voodoo. Like they took the time to understand the the actual what that religion is or what that belief system spirituality what have you not trying to be disrespectful but i'm just trying to cover all my bases there like they you could tell they paid respect one of the cutest things like i hear a lot of people who practice or who are in some way associated with voodoo is the representation of papa legba um in media if you've ever seen um what's that show american horror story coven the portrayal of Papa Legba is actually inaccurate to a lot of people who practice voodoo. Um, apparently that's supposed to be Baron... Uh, Baron, Baron Somebody. Baron Somebody. Is that Baron Somebody? Yeah. Baron Somebody, because Somebody is uh, Saturday in French. Correct. So Baron Somebody. And actual Papa Legba is like a completely different character. Very, very sweet. Just a whole different vibe than... Baron Somedy is, and you can tell that they paid attention to that. They went in the way the the way that spells and magic are done doesn't seem unnatural. One thing I love about like magical stories is I like the I like when magical stories are real or based in realism. Like we all know if you've seen Full Metal Alchemist, like there's an equal and equivalent exchange, but we often don't see that like in other magic types or like yeah. when things have a magic system. That's he, true. Right. That's like magic true. just happens, but yeah. it, just with anything, like you if you if you're an athlete, you have to train for it. Like you yeah. have to give something. Right. If you're a singer, you have to you have to give something to give that. Like you can get fatigued. Mm-hmm. Here the magic has consequences and there are real consequences that are related to the thing that you do and I love that I, I love that about Crescent City I love the fact that every the characters feel feel grounded as much as they do fantastical I like that the story while it's confusing and complex is easy to is also oddly enough digestible and easy to follow mm-hmm. um it's it's literally crescent city monsters i can't stop talking about it it is all that in a bag of chips and i highly suggest you get yourself a copy the pdf the physical i love physical copies so i have a physical copy there's nothing like having the collection on your bookshelf because <laughs> yes. your battery on your your battery on your ipad and your phone could die it does serve its purpose for some but when you're collecting graphic novels and comic books like for me there's like smell is a, like i associate memories with smells a lot so a lot of the comics that i collect now okay monsters and co- shush I, yeah, yeah, go ahead and you flip your ass to sleep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> the audacity. But but legit though, like some of the some of the comic book issues, I like you can almost like put yourself back into that for me. If I smell really good comic, like I it's a series that I follow a while, I like I remember 
early times when I first started reading comics, but that's just for me. But um, but holding a book that you actually enjoy, it's like yo, yeah. I can't wait to give this to somebody. Not yeah. hey, download this. I'm gonna send you the link. No, yeah. hold this, bring that joint back, and we'll talk about it later. That's how we started this. Yeah, that is so, ex- actually how we started this. There's a lot of episodes of the good culture podcast if you're not following that you should because that's about to pop off you know what? um yeah uh, there's a lot of episodes that when we were just down to like me and lloyd we were just like ah you know this could be its own podcast where we just talk about comics and manga and webtoons and all that kind of stuff and i'm like yeah it should that's how this got birth so there's plenty of of those kinds of episodes where i was just like oh my gosh i just want to talk about comic books i just want to talk about what i read and we both are such big comic book nerds and like manga lovers like he goes to the comic book shop all the time i buy comics online all the time and i was just like yo you've got to read this and we're always exchanging comics and i think that's one of the things i've really enjoyed about the crescent city monster series like me reading it on the couch and me being like oh my god here you know what that is <laughs> that means it's shareable oh it is shareable it's a shareable as it comic. is a shareable comic yeah because you're like yo this is great but then you're like this is so great i can't get it to myself i gotta right. get it to you so we gotta talk about this like i need somebody else to be in on the story Man. so that we can sit here and and and, and chop it up Hell so yeah. yes crescent city monsters by dream fury comics you absolutely have to get on it just to take a moment to talk about the people who are actually behind the comics though um uh let's see here art by Gian carlo bernal i'm sorry if i butchered your name um i know people always say i'm sorry if i butchered your name but genuinely i'm sorry if i butchered your name but yo as an artist huh, out of here you knocked it out the park beautiful art i love everything you should definitely keep being an artist. You're gonna do it anyway, but you should definitely keep making art. And Newton L- <laughs> Give it a try, give it a try. Where is it? Right there. Oh, Newton Lillebois. Oh wow, you're so you're so articulate. Just, yeah, Newton Lillebois, you're an amazing content creator. Sir, you absolutely outdid yourself with Crescent City Monsters, and I look forward to whatever projects you have going forward. Again, that is Newton Lillebois as the creator, and the artist was Giancarlo Bernal. Giancarlo. Okay, the, great, great. We know that you're cultured. <laughs> Anywho. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I do. But that was Crescent City Monsters. That was like our review, overview, that stuff. Let's move on to our next comic where we talk about uh, Ice Cream Man. <laughs> Ice Cream Man, again, is written by W. Maxwell Prince and art is done by Martine Morazzo. Colors by Chris uh, Halloran. O'Halloran. And there's also a letterer, good old Neon, and there are some other cover artists as well. Um, I'll list a link of these people wherever this is posted so you can see all those amazing creators. Um, but Ice Cream Man, it's an image comic, uh, and it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's, yeah. It's yeah, good. It's a it's a good anthology. It is. Yeah, it is an anthology. It anthology is, and comics can be really hit or miss because for for a lot of especially since comics are not as uh unless it's marvel or dc it's not really well pushed Mm. 
or even for different like one of my apprehensions before getting back into comics um is is this canon or not like if it's a famous one like everybody reads you know iron man uh, spider-man and or even batman and all these different like you have batman the, de the detective the joker that lasts you don't know which ones are actually applicable or are in canon so instead of getting all these different variations that don't follow a consistent story if, you know if you're not really invested you might feel like you're missing out on something or jumping into the middle i like starting at the beginning of a story so i can't tell if a story doesn't really apply or if it's not in the timeline i don't like getting that far into the weeds so for an anthology where it's like you're just in this universe but i guess they coincide it has to be good to keep my intentions uh, to keep my attention and no it's I, attention i'm joking like, you're definitely right you, you go okay all right you, you gonna have you gonna have it okay we'll let you have your little moment even though it is attention because i intended to say that goddamn but uh but the anthology for ice cream man is so each each individual episode is refreshing because they have totally different formats mm, yeah uh even though it revolves around this overarching theme that you don't even get into until volume three i didn't even give you volume three yet you didn't give me volume three i've only watched i've only read volume one and two yeah some of these are just good like they feel like movies they're great by themselves they are so good they're um, super solid by themselves each so issue. synopsis and can give you a little bit more information about ice cream man Ice Cream Man is a horror anthology. Also, if you want to know, I, I guess Crescent City Monsters is like a horror, kind of horror adjacent, maybe, type mm. comic. That's fair. Horror adjacent comic? Yeah, I wouldn't consider it like necessarily horrifying, but it's horror adjacent. I would say it's, it's, it's definitely a graphic novel. Gore. Yeah. Gory. I would say gore more than horror, because horror specifically is like nobody's supposed to win. But it's got a, it has more of a story to it than typical horror would. Okay, so just let you know, Crest City Monster is like horror adjacent gore. Um, Ice Cream Man is specifically a horror anthology series. However, it's anthology, but everything is has a connection to it. I won't spoil the connection because I, I think that uh, unlike Crescent City Monsters, where you kind of have to like get into the story. I feel like with Ice Cream Man, if I spoil the connection, you, it kind of takes the fun out of reading it. Um, but essentially, it follows one central figure who is an Ice Cream Man, and he is basically the curator or proctor or I would say more like the bringer. He's the bringer of these stories upon these different people and their lives. and. As you go through each of these anthology pieces, the stories sometimes have connections, the stories sometimes don't have connections. It's all just so good. This And also, the art style that complements the story, you get to pick up on these little hints, you get to pick on, up on these, little, these little, little bits of information about what possibly could be going on in the larger case that is the Ice Cream Man doing whatever ice cream men do in whatever space he's in. It's very vague the way I just explained it, but yeah. <laughs> you you have this, so it puts you in a town. Okay, that's better. In a regular run-of-the-mill town, and it looks super, it looks very plain. It's a very plain town where it looks like nothing happens, and from issue one, the first thing that you see is just this regular regular degular ice uh, ice cream man that's just but he's got that 50s style it's not like a, a nowadays 
in a in a in a minivan probably yeah. not even in a uniform he's he's almost out he's pretty out of place if you if you modern, pay attention from the beginning yeah yeah and this modern comic he's it's more set. modern than he lets on but he but that town is his like in one instance you're the one reading it but he he's the narrator he's the narrator for all of them not all of it not all of it not all of it okay He's so see i gotta narrator. keep reading and there are differences and where it splits is where the where each anthology starts to come together it's so it's so intricate seeing how each each issue transpires because when you look into it and you think He's narrating whatever you read, like some philosophical thing about life and death or whatever. And then you see these random thoughts pop into, uh, without giving too much away, you know, they might have a thought that pops into their head or something scary or traumatic from their past or, you know, hanging in the balance or something supernatural that nobody can explain or what. And, and police are trying to catch up and investigate while he's just having his way with this little run of the mill suburb, just bringing everything his ice cream entails yeah lickety split lickety split um yeah that's a good that's actually a really good way to frame ice cream man and one thing i've really enjoyed i really enjoyed about reading ice cream man was it's each story well just letting you know each story is inspired by a type of ice cream so like vanilla uh, napoleon is it, it's not neapolitan neapolitan I call, Napo job. I call neapolitan napoleon ice cream uh, it's just what it is i'm yeah. sure it's short it makes sense uh -huh. um but <laughs> uh -huh. neapolitan it's got uh like raspberry surprise banana split like all of these different like stories re uh evolve revolve around the theme of whatever ice cream it is mm -hmm. um which is also kind of interesting because when you read the title it's almost like "Ooh, i wonder what what this is going to mean for the story based on this kind of ice cream like it's so fun i think the art also kind of is a mix between um taking like modern art but also giving it kind of like an old-timey feel almost yeah the art itself almost feels like it's kind of stagnant in time like you're not exactly sure you can't place where it is um gore is top notch in this comic by the way if you're someone who likes like creative kills or interesting like horror moments definitely ice cream man delivers on that um as far as the writing is concerned i love the writing i think it's some of my i typically don't like characters that get too philosophical it feels almost too pretentious to me yeah um but that's not what this is when he's go getting all philosophical and taking you instead of taking you to like your first year of like college entry level psych it almost he's it feels a little out there but also it feels grounded in a way like i don't know the way like the best way to describe it it doesn't it almost feels like i can feel the difference because in other things where especially when they get too long-winded in their head yeah. it, it almost gets annoying when somebody in, in comics or especially like every time they do the Grey's Anatomy episodes and she's oh, yeah. talking at the beginning and the end mm -hmm. this this whole idea that you reach this new coming of age enlightening moment with a positive every, ending every time it's an epiphany everything is an epiphany like oh this will allow me to have a brighter day sometimes the the, the, the writing of that philosophical moment just ends with like and then you die <laughs> or then by the time you realize it 
the worms are already feeding off of your body. And you're like, what the hell? What? It's not a happy moment to teach me about studying better? No. Even not even that. It's just like, you know, it's almost like that guy that's in your that's in your job that like he went to college but only made it to like maybe his junior year. So he never got his degree. But he took two years of psych because he wanted to be a psych major. Mm. And he's over here spouting off all of this philosophy and this this deep what he thinks is like this super revolutionary like thought process on oh okay baby okay there baby. is some baby outside I, that's just crying like. i hope this does if it makes it to the podcast it just is what it is like you it know, ain't yeah. it, it, you know yeah but it, still it's just wow it that, is baby, a that baby had lungs that baby got ice cream from the ice cream man <laughs> Oh, you're awful. It's that lickety who's it? Again, like, he's going off and spouting off about all this philosophical mess. And deep down, you're just like, okay, when is lunch? Is it tomorrow? Is it today? Like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's, that's all great. That's no. great. Um, People that sound like they're showing off knowledge, but it's, it's something really simple. Because there are people that present it like... They want to sound intelligent, but all they really wanted to tell you was, you know what, you need to schedule your time. But then they say, you know what, time is just like sugar in a sandwich bag, right? You take it out of the original sugar bag because you can't take too much. You can only have, and you're like, bro, just tell me to time manage my time better, right? But there are moments in Ice Cream Man where you won't realize it, but you go from being a narrator Mm-hmm. to being in the audience Interesting. and there is a distinction between the two okay. and it comes out in some part of the episodes where it's like by the way this is horror and then it walks you right in and you're already halfway there you're like, what, what where did this come from <laughs> there's that separate no matter how much you read in the in the in the bar there's there there's fourth wall breaking then you're there like some fourth wall breaking. oh crap my bad like moments there's just TLDR as far as the philosophy, like these deep moments, like the deep moments don't feel, they don't feel tiring. The deep moments are relevant to the story. They do require some thought process to like actually understand what he's saying. And while some of it's kind of nonsensical, other parts of it is, it's really grounded. Like this, like I said, this story just has a way of like being completely unfounded and also being completely in itself at the same mm. time. I'm not trying to make Ice Cream Man sound like some revolutionary comic, but when I mean this comic really does a great job of taking small things and making them grandiose, taking grandiose things and minimizing them in a way that seems, that puts it in a whole different perspective for you. And there are moments when you're reading, you're like, oh my God, I did not see that coming. Yeah, Ice Cream Man did it. Um, so it, it gets 10 out of 10 stars for me it's so good like definitely would suggest if you are someone who likes horror anthology if you're someone who's just looking for something different from like your day-to-day whatever you normally read i think ice cream is a good addition to your shelf um just again to talk a little bit more about the story it's written again by w maxwell prince again i know you're not listening but if you happen to great writer like super amazing writer um art by martin morazzo i really enjoyed the art here uh especially not gonna ruin it but just letting you know the neapolitan story so good love that love that neapolitan story was one of my favorites um but yeah ice cream any any more comments about ice cream man uh ice cream man it's just 
it's worth a read it's absolutely see the rest of it for yourself i can't give away too much it's just it's so good it's so good it's so yeah it's really good yeah enough about that about that you just gotta see the rest for yourself you're welcome yeah you're welcome in advance and finally the last comic actually not a comic it's a webtoon the last graphic novel the grass yeah well now it's a comic it got released as a comic yeah but it's a graphic series it's a graphic series and it is the one the only the critically acclaimed lore olympus by rachel smythe um so good so good if you're reading lord olympus right now lord olympus lore olympus right now if you're reading lore olympus right now so good what are we at we're at the mid-season finale right yep mid-season two mid-season two oh man okay oh also spoiler spoiler alert spoiler alert just letting you guys know spoiler is ahead um because just okay so ain't nobody tell me Ain't nobody tell me it's gonna end that way. Like I knew it was gonna end that way. Like I knew it was gonna end uh-huh. that way. But ain't nobody uh-huh. tell me it was gonna end that way. Oh my god. They they finally she finally uh she finally did the payoff. Like we finally saw what would happen if Hades fell out. And <laughs> like huh, yeah damn. It's just it uh-huh. you know what you know what really just uh, the fact that Apollo really his grimy, nasty, mm-hmm. slimy, scum of the oh, earth man. self. I this man just oh, man. this this deity so gross. Deity nuts, bro. I cannot but stand I his just, head. Oh my god, I can't stand I'm, so, I'm just I'm at a loss for words. Can. Okay, I'm at a loss for Okay, so question. Do you think that he did something to Hera's other daughter, the goddess of destruction? To bring her in, to have her fly in there at just the right time? I don't, Absolutely. Well, no, because she's the she's she's like the judge, jury, executioner anyway. Yeah, like she the one that exposed the super dark secrets. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. she was gonna fly in, but it's the way that she looked at at Ares, not Ares. It's the way that she looked like looked at Apollo when uh-huh. he was like looking at her, like there was fear, uh-huh. and it's the way that Persephone was like, I know that look. Yep. I feel. Yep. There's something like something happened. I I think she might have looked at Persephone for the first time and was like, then she saw saw it and then looked back at him. Because at first, would be it. when she when she got hit by the arrow, mm-hmm. she was like, Ugh, you. Cause that wasn't his dark secret. That's a that's a Tuesday for him. What he did, that's but then true. she looked at Persephone and saw him in her eyes. That's where the switch came on. Mm. So I think I think it was more of those where she's like, "Your dark secret just shot me in the back." Mm. Like that thing, that okay. that scary realization. But it's the the writing for it is just, oh, just so oh, so good. So and it has it has such a sensitive touch that I think only. Uh, truthfully, only a, a, a woman writer of that caliber could present, because I, things are faced in a in a way that you, it's not heavy handed. Yeah. It's not like we were talking. It's very about delicate. Ma. Yeah. No, not nothing like. Nothing, Ma is different. We ain't talking about. No, I'm Ma. talking about that. We ain't talking about. But it's Ma. not heavy handed, and I know a lot of people were actually a little bit upset about um, Laura Olympus saying that she was kind of just like 
all these dark thoughts, like all of these dark themes. And I'm just like, but you Greek, this? Well, Greek mythology is nothing but like you know the original Zeus. <laughs> right. You Greek, must not know about Greek like, mythology. Greek mythology is all essay and in in abuse and whatever yeah. else is going on. It's all yeah. It's all, it's all of that and and worse and so much worse. So all the all the deities and demigods and goddesses they're all in heat. Right. Or if they're not in heat, it was forced upon them. It's just it's just. It, yeah, it's it's so the type if, of stories. And but for Laura Olympus to stand out like this when Greek mythology being reimagined is nothing new. It's definitely like, nothing new. To put Greek mythology in a violent spot, like God of War did that above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And then you have a TV series that may have had two or three seasons where they revisited it, or at least some variation upon it. The idea of some kind of mythology being brought into a modern timeline, or if gods existed, because you have right. American Gods, which was on, I think it was HBO. HBO. Or, or Gods wasn't bad. It, was, it wasn't bad, but I'm saying that Yeah, like this the, the idea of mythology. Yeah, bringing mythology back up into an interesting way, and, a way that hasn't been done, it yeah. took a delicate touch that Rachel, uh, that Rachel Smythe brought in. Oh, absolutely. The only other story I can think that I've read that I really liked like that was specifically a Persephone and Hades story. I read this book like eons ago, but I think it was called like Goddess Trials, and it was basically kind of un unlike Lore Olympus, where it's actually set in the the realm of the gods, and the mm. realm of the gods just far advanced humans. It was she, the it was like the gods were set in modern time, and basically every so often, because the gods are so old, they have to basically rebirth themselves like reincarnation mm. kind of stuff i thought that was a cool i think it's called goddess trials if not i'll put it somewhere with this video so you can find the book yourself i think that was a good iteration but going back to uh to lore olympus um it's just uh one thing i love that rachel smite does one she puts trigger warnings before every before she gets into a chapter that she knows it's going to be heavy i think for webtoons that's mandatory oh i'm glad that they did that then um, like I said, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think it's called Goddess Trials, but I want to say it's called Goddess Trials. It was a book I borrowed from the library and I tried to keep, but then the library called and said I had to bring it back. <laughs> they said, uh, how's that book going? It was good? It's good? It was good on our shelf, too. By the way, shouldn't it be back here by now? It should be back here. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that there's trigger warnings, and I love the fact that each time we go into these sensitive topics, like, the character that is, like, I love the therapist and the way that the therapist is walking Persephone through. And I think that for some who- The literal stallion? The literal stallion. <laughs> um, <laughs> as, I think it was Chiron was the, was the god that they used as a therapist. I think so. Um, as therapist is, as Chiron is taking Persephone through each piece and like taking her through her steps to heal, I think it's very, it, it takes a very triggering topic like sexual assault and rape and it kind of puts it into a position to where if you're someone who might be triggered by that you get a little bit of healing too through that at least that's my opinion you know what else it does mm. lore olympus for me shed light on what signs of sa could look like yeah because definitely. through persephone's responses you see 
the the thoughts behind her behind her mind and the type of wording that she uses and the and the and as she tries to unpack everything you see her endure before she gets to unpacking so you can recognize some of those signs that are applicable in your life for people that you may not even know about. Wait, you're using these? Are you sure you're fine about the that one time over when we left the party early, but they were still like. It you, gives you the idea. It kind of gives you some insight. It gives you a mind. realistic vision right. as how to help people out and wreck it. So it's even like not educational, but you can tell some delicate work or it even possibly some past experiences or just really, really good research into the the mind of somebody that's going through it so people that really connect with it or resonate it may know or have experience or at least know somebody that has those signs that persephone goes through and everybody wants to be the haters like, oh just wait till i find out right. wait till he i was waiting for 60 issues right. to see Definitely. what happens when he finds out <laughs> absolutely so like the it gives you it helps to if anything it helps to validate the mind of survivors i know a lot of people always tell survivors what they should be doing how they should act how they should how they should emote how they should feel why don't you just tell them why don't you this why don't you, you just have do that? that and getting to see persephone go through and emote and go through her different phases going through her anger through her despair through her depression through her sadness through her tears and then as she begins to heal and come out the other side which mind you she never truly actually heals because wounds like that as Laura Olympus shows are are so deep it's not it's it you realize it's not just time it takes more than time it takes time plus it takes time plus time plus time plus to actually begin the process of healing but you get to see all of that through Persephone and I think it's that's such a a beautiful and powerful thing that we get to see also, Laura Olympus does not shy away from characters being wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't dramatize the wrongness that characters do. But nor does it underplay or downplay any of the wrongness that characters do. Like we all know, Apollo was wrong. Period. Point. Period. Blank. There's no. There's no vindication for him. There is no. There is no. There's no white. There's no way to wa wash it away or anything like that. Apollo's just dead ass wrong. We know Apollo is wrong, and there's nothing that Apollo can do to right that. And I love the fact that we get to see Apollo try in every way to right his wrong. That is so wrong that he even he knows it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And you get to see his anxiety. Even his mom admitted it was wrong. She's like, I'm trying to set you up. You must have really messed up. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, I did everything I can. You must have really messed up. You know what? To the point that the main overarching, there are so many little like mini stories right. within it. And a unique thing that I've, that I've come to realize with Laura Olympus is all of those mini stories become breaks from from a heavy side it's not even like a real side thing because it's not it's not a story of persephone and trauma mm -hmm. but the the breaks the mental breaks you get are the actual story itself mm -hmm. so if the you know of course they have the the sa part of the episodes where they have to put the disclaimer because they're going to talk about that and trauma and ptsd and and dealing with those and then you're like, by the way, there is a whole other story. There is, That's a, the there is a B plot here. Yeah. There is a B plot. And they, and they without them clashing with each other, like right. they do kind of weave well. So you see, and, and it does pay a lot of respect to like the original characters themselves because Zeus still be hoeing. 
mm-hmm. you know he's just hoeing with his secretary oh you yeah know what I mean? so and they they i love the the comedy breaks too like oh yeah i ain't gonna lie to you one of the funniest moments in that entire like comic series <laughs> is when uh <laughs> When, when they're talking to Poseidon about... When Demeter is talking to Poseidon about his son... Demeter. That he, huh? Demeter. Demeter is talking to, his, uh, talking to Poseidon about his son that he left in the human realm. It's like, and you ain't paid a lick of child support. Nay. <laughs> Nay. He's a literal seahorse. He's a seahorse. <laughs> he's an actual seahorse. Like an actual Forgot seahorse. Forgot about that. An actual seahorse. And he just left him in the human realm. And Demeter, <laughs> Demeter is just like, you ain't paying no child support. What's going on here? And it just, I thought it was funny. I thought, it, I love that. I love the expression of everyone. Everyone's got some great expressions. Like, some really fun facial expressions. I love the color palette. I think I love the... I really enjoy the pastel colors. I love that the gods aren't like human colored and that the humans are human colored the gods are all like pastels i really enjoy that and human colored including brown and black that is true human color including brown and black i i just uh i love everything i think the fashion is top tier too like oh yeah persephone bad first of all bad bad better than bad so bad she a little boo thing. Like, I love her outfit. I showed her outfit. No, sure. <laughs> Let me chill. She do, she do be a little thick, though. She hey, do she do what she does for the Jeff the Cut. She do be a little thick. Uh, but she I got just... Got us a spring. The lobby spring got down. Oh, stop. Stop. I say, stop it. <laughs> but, no. I just... Everything about Lore Olympus is so good. If you're not caught up to the mid-season finale, you definitely should. If you've been waiting for a reason to get into Lore Olympus, it's absolutely a good read. I know for me personally, like, I get really fatigued with long series. Like, if I didn't start it when it started, like, I'm not going to finish it. Like, I'm not even going to try to start. But Lore Olympus is one of those series, like, I think I got into it almost at the end of season two and I binged it. It is just that good. It is absolutely worth getting into. And right now, I think that she's going on a hiatus for almost four months. So you literally have four months to catch up to the mid-season finale of season two before there's going to be more content. It is so good. Um, But yeah, those are my my main thoughts. I mean, overall, Lore Olympus is good. I know we just talked about the most current part, but overall, Lore Olympus is, is such a great story so diverse so so the beginning of the story really has my heart too when that first moment when Hades sees persephone in nightclub oh, at uh at at so-and-so's party can't even think i think it was either zeus's or poseidon's party it, it might have been zeus's but that moment when hades sees hades sees persephone oh, and he goes man. i think he might she might be more beautiful than aphrodite and that moment like it's just like, what? You said that? Huh? You said that out loud with your mouth? With your mouth? Verbally? Like, it was that love at first sight and just everything <sighs> from that. And also, I can't wait till we see it. Till we actually see it. But that that glimpse of Persephone that we see in the tapes. When in the, the VHS? Yeah. In the VHS tapes. Yeah. When she becomes the actual goddess of wrath. I don't know when that's coming. I don't know when that's happening. But I'm just letting you know I need it. Yeah. I need it in my. I need it. I need it right now. I need it in my hand. And I feel like it's close. I feel like we're on the path. But also, she. Also, there's the whole. There's a subplot about. Um. Who. Who's trapped in Tardis? 
in Tartarus? Uh, uh, wait, cause she's been, she's trapped on Earth. Uh, her mom. No, 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 no. And remember, so Hades took her down to go eat the pomegranate. Well, to go see the pomegranate. And he was saying, you know. his dad. Yes. But what's his name? Kronos? Yeah, Kronos. Okay. There's also the subplot about Kronos slowly being released by, uh, by Persephone. She left, he left the tree on the side of the building and that tree has been giving him energy and has it been giving him energy or just shedding light i don't know what it is but as you know everybody's wounds from the war are starting to open they're all starting to bleed oh that's right that's what that plot is Ooh, the yeah. tree that persephone that hades left from persephone when she went all god mode mm-hmm. it's been feeding and then a moment when Cronus was like you finally did something right you yeah. found a fertility goddess. Yeah, that was that moment. That's why, every, and that's why. Uh, what is what is her name? The the other yellow goddess. <laughs> I can't think of all these goddesses' names. Yeah, but damn. she was like There's the so she was the goddess that was basically the the, the, the virgin thingy bobber the, the 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 like the maidens eternal maidens. Oh, thing. the goddess the goddesses of eternal maidenhood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the leader of that. She and, was, yeah. And she started bleeding before the trial because she, she had to, wounds from Kronos. She had wounds from Kronos. They all did. Hera had wounds from Kronos. She was torn in half. Uh, the only thing, only person I think who doesn't have like serious wounds from Kronos was Zeus. Zeus is the only one that doesn't have any. Yep. He was Poseidon the only. has scars. Hades has scars That's from when true. you shoot on him. Everybody but Zeus. So he's watching everybody around him like literally die. <laughs> literally like ah, pain. Yep crazy like this uh lower olympus is so good lower olympus is so good it is yeah so that's lower olympus uh definitely should watch it uh any last thoughts about lower olympus all three of these are definitely solid I reads literally said any last thoughts about lower olympus but that's okay i was saying you gonna let me finish my goddamn sentence go ahead check them all out including lower olympus no, no, no. You ruined it. You know, I'm, I'm going to drink the rest of this room temperature ass coffee. I'm going to let you go ahead and conclude this. Do, you, do your part, you know. You're so mean. I, 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 yeah, you are. I'm going to drink the rest of my coffee, too. I'm going <coughs> to. Can't even handle black coffee. Well, we know what black coffee My coffee in. is actually blonde because I need creamer. In mm. order you to hear that? Can't even go for black coffee. Wow. Coffee I... creamer comments. We're going to do all K's. We're going to do three K's just to make it more fitting for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. <laughs> black and culture was too stunned to speak. How could you? Anywho. Well, you have to make it BLK now. Black and lack of culture, guys. Oh, my goodness. Anywho. Yes, as my lovely cohort Lloyd was saying, all three of these comics you absolutely should read. Crescent City Monsters by Dream Fury Comics. Ice Cream Man, which was written by W. Maxwell Prince and art by Martin Morrazo. And Lore Olympus, which was by Rachel Smythe. You should give them all looks. They are amazing comics slash books slash webtoons. And all of them are very much available and accessible to you. Uh, Crescent City Monsters, you can get off their website. They have a Shopify, and the comics are actually pretty, uh, for, for an indie brand, very, very affordable. It's like seven bucks. Um, 
as far as uh, Ice Cream Man, you can buy the issues. I think you gotta go to your local comic book shop for the issues. But they are selling the full, like, omnibus style volumes, and you got yours at what, Coliseum Comics? At Coliseum, yeah. Uh, so, like, your local comic book shop should have those, um, but you can also get it off of Image Comics' website. You can actually read the first volume, uh, I'm sorry, the first issue on Image Comics if you go to their website, type in Ice Cream Man. And as far as Lore Olympus, you can just go on Webtoon, read it all there for free up until the mid-season finale. Or if you really are one of those people that has to have the book, like myself, they're actually on sale, both hardcover and paperback, for only $13 and some change. $13! $13 and some change. Or if you were, like, or if you pre-ordered it, you know, it's, you got had the pre-order. I think it's also available in, like, most bookstores. Like, it was available in Barnes & Nobles for a pretty decent price. Heck to the yay. Um, so, yeah, these books are extremely accessible you don't have to hunt for them um and you definitely should give them a read um that was a pretty decent episode if i don't say so myself what would you say yeah 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 and if you are interested in listening to more of us jibber jabber about whatever comics we like you definitely can listen to us here on spotify also these episodes will be going up on youtube and to conclude this amazing episode my name is ty black and culture and this is my lovely co-host co-host oh space lloyd eight i was trying to build up the suspense are you not paying attention i was are you not paying attention i am most absolutely close this podcast anyway my name is space lloyd eight and if you're looking for us where can they find you friend where can they find you oh that's that's super easy um i'm sorry okay for real for real all right cool yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna do that today huh all right so you can most certainly not find me where the compost is because that'd be right next to her character art goddamn <laughs> <laughs> you actually spit it out <laughs> serves you right but it's really easy because i've already said the handle that you can handle goddamn so and on twitter space Lloyd eight on instagram Space Lloyd 8, and that's two L's. One of them always being taken by my co host here, but L L O Y D 8, you know, S P A C E L L O Y D, the number 8. Your same IQ's thing for going down, yeah, same okay. thing for TikTok as well. Uh, Space Lloyd 8, and then for YouTube, I do be streaming and stuff, and especially for DD, whatnot. So, uh, Space Lloyd Gaming on YouTube, so you'll you see have a Twitch right too, now. right? I do twitch.tv slash spaceway8 as well dope if you want to find me online uh it is black and culture on most actually it is not black and culture i gotta stop saying that on instagram it is black and culture official on uh tiktok is just black and culture on youtube it is black and culture on twitter which i actually i find myself to be pretty funny on twitter so if you want to follow me on twitter it's black and culture one and we're trying to think of anywhere else yeah and wherever else i make content or you can just go to my website because i have one of those it is blackandculture.card.co um and all of those links will be linked somewhere with this podcast aka or video depending on where you're listening and that concludes the very first episode of black coffee comics it was absolutely lovely hanging out with y'all and um we'll see you next time <laughs> well, you'll hear from us next time. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
Bye.